Welcome back to another episode of the Heart Square podcast. In this particular episode, myself and Rob were joined by Tori Cassie, who's the NFP Business Development Consultant at Enhance. So as you hear, Tori has loads of experience in projects in the non-profit space. So we asked her to join us for today's episode where we discuss the topic of the people's side of change. Thanks, Ellie. Yeah, uh, Tori's, I mean, Tori's fab. Um, got a lot of wealth of experience, as you say, um, in our in our non-profit sector um, and really is interested in and passionate about the people side. It's not about the tech, you know, mm-hmm. just about the tech, obviously the tech enables, but uh, yeah, her focus on the people side of projects is really, really strong. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to having a chat with her. Yeah, me too. So um, that's enough from us. So we'll just get straight into the episode. Hi Tori, thanks so much for joining myself and Rob on the Heart Square podcast today. It's really great to have you on. Um, as you know, we're going to chat on the topic of the people side of change in digital projects. Um, but before we get into the topic, um, I hope you could give us a bit of an introduction to yourself, um, your role and a bit about Enhance as well, please. Sure. Yeah. Good morning. So yes, I'm Tori Cassie. I work for Enhance. I've been working with Dynamics probably for 20 plus years, the majority of that in the nonprofit sector. So I've been at Mhearts about 12 years and we specialize in Microsoft technologies. Um, so that includes Business Central, um, Dynamics 365 CRM, Power BI, SharePoint, the Power Platform, fundraising and engagement, and all, all the good things that, that Microsoft have to offer, um, and specifically to the nonprofit sector, really. So working very closely with them on their fundraising and engagement solution um, in, in really a whole range of charities, so both large and both small. Um, so, yes, delivering successful projects. That's our aim. Brilliant. <clears throat> Thanks, Troy. Um, yeah, we've worked together, you know, on a, on a number of projects over the years as well, haven't we? And uh, I suppose on topic, um, a lot of people that we work with that we know uh, will say that people are the most, whilst we're running digital and technology projects, people are the most important aspect of that. So the kind of start of 10 is actually, is that something you would agree with? Absolutely. I think that um, we actually say that the success of a project is, you know, 80% people, 20% technology or software. Um, and I think that that's really because people will make projects work. You know, you could, you know, configure that the best solution and, uh, you know, all, all works brilliantly. But if people aren't, you know, adopting the solution or embracing the solution, um, then yes, it typically, people will revert back to their spreadsheets or old ways of working. So, you know, we always put people first. We think, you know, it's people that will, um Yes, you know, help definitely help to deliver successful projects, and it's about ensuring, you know, as you, as you know, the right, I suppose, change management process and involving them at the right time. But yes, people are are key. Um, they've got to want to use the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you think, um, do you think that your your clients, our clients, organisations in general, appreciate that side of things as well? That they understand. What that actually means when it comes to when they no, when you're initiating projects, I know you give that message. Yes, I think a majority of them say that they do, but it's only when you get into the project that people, I think, really you know really understand. You know, I think there's two sides. So one is committing enough resource to the project, and that yep. being the right people within the organisation. So you know, throughout the implementation, um, but it's about engaging with those people who maybe aren't, you know, involved on a day-to-day basis, you know, and the last thing you want to be doing is here's a bit of training, here's the new solution, you know, there you go, we're live. So 
I think, yes, it's engaging with clients to make sure they have the right resource allocated throughout the whole project um, and also for the, the wider stakeholders and also the you know the users um, to ensure that they're embracing the project and they're on that journey right from day one as well um, so yeah yeah I think that's a really good point because we talk a lot or yeah we talk a lot people talk a lot about making sure the project itself is is resourced adequately you know project manager analyst business expert yeah. subject matter experts etc that you need but it isn't just that isn't it like you say it's one part of it make sure the actual implementation is properly resourced but that wider piece about making sure the you know everybody who's going to be impacted by the change is brought in you know and is it isn't a surprise when the, when the new solution you know it, 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 the days are gone anyway when we turn up on monday and here it is sort of thing yeah. but um but it is about making sure that wider community, who are the people who are actually going to use the solution to bring the benefits to the client uh, in the first place, they need to be aware and involved from the beginning. Is that where it, what it comes down to? I think when you're forming the two things, I think when you're forming the project team, then, you know, if you're delivering a, you know, a, a volunteering solution, for example, then get those, you know, some volunteers who may, um, you know, you know, out in the field or ever get them involved at the right point as well. So, yes, people who are, you know, we talk about fundraising, we talk about event management, but sometimes people don't involve the wider community and those that are going to be impacted on, you know, the project. People like, you know, the volunteers on board as well. So making sure you've got an SME, a subject, you know, matter expert or a spokesperson or stakeholder in each of the individual areas as as well. Um, But I think, you know, in terms of, yes, it's the communication plan, I think, as well. So we've done, we've worked with a variety of ways of ensuring that that, that communication is there, yes, for the project team, so the project Steerco, but also for the wider charity in terms of how the project's going, where we're at. And we've delivered, and we've got a few ideas of, of what's worked well and what hasn't worked well in terms of getting that, that message to the, to the wider organisation. Um, and that could be your beneficiaries as well, you know, making sure that they're aware there's there's a new project, you know, that's going on and the benefits that's going to be bringing to the charity and, and and why you're doing it, why you're investing time and money into a digital transformation programme. Um, what's it going to mean to you as an organisation? I think that's what's really key. Um, otherwise, these projects can be seen as, a, you know, sometimes take take a long time and, you know, you're investing <laughs> money and you're asking a lot from individuals to, to do things with it you know, clean data or test or be trained. So it's making sure what's in it for the organisation, but what's in it for the, the causes as well that you deliver. Yeah, and I think that's key, isn't it, to talk about, like you say, the outcomes, the impact that the yeah. project will have. It's not about it's not about having a new piece of technology. It's about what people will then be able to do, achieve, deliver uh, on that basis. And the change, uh, you know, the change. And the it's change. not the like for like. We're not, we're not replacing... You know, uh, a system that's been in place for 20 years with you know exactly the same business processes and exactly the same data and doing the things exactly the same way. It's that change. And that change is hard because we're human beings. You know, we don't like change. Um, yeah. People have been doing things the same way. And um, so actually to present it, you know, the op- opportunity to do things differently. Sometimes people don't always embrace that. Um, and that's part of the project and, and, you know, the delivery of the solution as to how we can, you know, um, encourage people to see the benefits. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to deliver everything and, and tick every box for everybody, but making sure that, yeah, the business change is adopting the new ways of working. 
Yeah, I think that's also why it's really important, like you say, to get a range of you know, people from each of the business units involved, yeah. um, but to get them involved early so that they can contribute to the change as opposed to feel like, okay, now you have to do things differently because the project says so. Yeah, that's right. So like you say, it is about driving change, but if we can get everybody involved early on so they are influencing it at least, you know, like you say, not everyone can have everything they want, right? That's just yeah. uh, impossible. But everyone feels both that they get to influence certain areas and they understand why certain other things can't happen is that also That's clear? Right. I think yeah. so yeah and there's always a number of ways to achieve something right as well you know especially when you're looking at platforms you know there's always you could achieve it this way you could achieve it that way and each of them have different pros and cons or you know or benefits as well so it's making sure that because sometimes when you're implementing where somebody might do something, you know, um, through a couple of clicks, you know, this particular process might take a few more clicks and it's understanding why it's taken that and the benefit to the rest of the charity. So sometimes you might be, you know, as you know, in the past, people might just update in a spreadsheet and now you're asking them to go into a record and do something. It might be, you know, it's give and take really as well. So it's looking at that bigger picture, I think, of, of why are you asking us to enter this detail? Well, we want this information so we can, evaluate lifetime value more accurately or you know we can you know put them on this particular communication um plan etc so it's also ensuring that people understand the the bigger picture as to why we're doing things why it's being designed why the decisions have been made potentially for the process to take way the way they are going to so yeah 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 and no, i think that's that's really important because you do find certainly with um, within charities don't you that people are very focused on their piece of what they do you know absolutely you know, completely fiercely dedicated to their to their function whether it's fundraising volunteering whatever it might be but actually if the project can be used to open people's eyes just help to connect some of those yeah. groups a little bit better and then so that applies kind of in a cultural people side as well as the technology then underpinning that piece is that it true? does because you know it's back to um you know silos of data isn't it and silos of working and a lot of people yeah you know, one of the, you know, the digital transformation is to to get away from that silos of data. So, you know, to embrace a platform so you can have, you know, one email marketing tool, you know, you know, a legacy system, one event system and what it may, you know, et cetera. Um, but people tend to work in silos, you know, whether they have their own goals or they have their own, you know, what they need to achieve and sharing data, sharing business processes is, is not the norm. So that is part of the change as well. So making sure that, People have access to the right data, obviously, and you have all that through security, but the bigger benefit of that to the charity, if you are sharing, you know, event data with legacy, for example, or, you know, marketing and so forth. So, yes, breaking down those silos within teams, should I say, as well. Yeah, because yeah, people can get quite precious about, like, you know, we talk yeah. about the benefits of sharing data and it helps to inform better decisions and all the good stuff. But actually, that's one of the things that scares people. Oh, yeah, makes people cautious a bit, isn't it? About you know, exposing their data and, and you know, losing control of it almost. That's, that's right. part of it. And that's why people sometimes take data offline, out of the main system, like to work on their spreadsheet, you know, in the bottom drawer sort of thing. That's right. Um, yeah. So it really is a big cultural piece around getting people to buy into it, isn't it? And that's why the bigger picture, I think, is really important. And, you know, when when you go into projects, it's not necessarily, you know, just building the solution, you know, for events or for legacy or for fundraising. It's looking at having the project objectives and strategy in place and obviously, you know, ensuring that you're not just building a solution to meet functional requirements now, but actually where the organisation wants to be in five years, in 10 years, and also being in line where 
you know, using that technology as well along that journey on that roadmap. So having that technical sort of roadmap as well as the organization's, you know, strategy roadmap working together. So and I think one thing as well is is with people is, you know, we know we've talked about this before is it doesn't stop when the system's live. Mm-hmm. It's always evolving and always changing, whichever system, you know, you're implementing. So once you're live, it's not that's it, you know, move on. It is very much like, well, what can we do next? How can we extend this bit? And, and obviously the business and the charity will change and ensure we've got that flexibility as well. So it's that, that business and that people change management is a continuing journey, really. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, and if you've got those people, the key people kind of involved and bought in during the implementation, then they are the ones that you say who are then going to start being able to use the system and they'll actually then start being a bit more creative and innovative about what else it can do won't they you know so they then help to drive the in- ongoing enhancements yeah we often people always you know sometimes say well there's no one in the organization who we think will be able to make some of these changes or you know but actually they do come out throughout the whole project you'll get these real champions and they are the people that will end up you know creating new business processes and changing entities and, and extending the solution. And, and that's what we really want. We want clients to be self-sufficient and to be able to extend it. Um, so, yeah, embracing it and being innovative and thinking what else can, you know, what, what can we do next, whether it be machine learning, artificial intelligence, you know, all the, the data side of things. But people, you know, if you, you can find those people in your organisation that are going to really embrace it and want to, become that power platform you know person and own it then yeah hold on to them that they're, they're invaluable to organization yeah i think it's one of the great things about the project so isn't it that it opens it brings people through who you didn't you know the client didn't necessarily know that they were of that mindset but it, yeah. you give people an opportunity to contribute to to be listened to 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 engage with it and suddenly they are like you say championing it and they're feeling really creative and innovative and that really enhances the organization as a whole as well doesn't it you know so it's a real positive for any any client who takes that on and can be open to bringing those people in and we're not talking development here with you know the solutions that are available today you know they're not um people aren't developers it's you know within the organization you know it's not necessarily the it team that owns these solutions anymore either Um, obviously they will have an input and you know there's obviously governance that, that needs to be put in place but ultimately you know people within the organization that you've might not have thought of would embrace such a, a solution whichever solution um then yeah they they do tend to yeah come from a non-it background if that makes sense definitely definitely and i think it's something you said earlier actually which is about that it's actually we've talked about people a bit but it's about the processes side of that isn't it that's what changes you know the organization's changing its ways of working is about different yeah. processes and again the technology is so you open people's eyes to what technology could help them to do mm-hmm. and then they get creative and about reworking how they how they do things yeah Yeah, and 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 like you said that's not an it thing that's not a techie thing is it that's somebody who's really engaged in what they do really focused on the calls and wants to be able to do it better yeah absolutely and i think you know we always i know this this podcast is about people but it you know it's people data and processes they they, they all go hand in hand really um so um it's you know you can have the best processes but if the data is not there and the people aren't trained you know, you have the people trained, but if the data's not right and the system doesn't work. So, yeah, those are those three three elements that are pretty key. Um, but, yes, making sure those people are on board, infused, excited, can see the change. Because these these projects are hard work, you know. Um, you know, and uh, 
there'll be bumps on the way, you know, mm-hmm. but it's it's making sure that, you know, the people that, that you work with on both sides, you know, that they're open and they're honest and, and overcome those challenges. But I think it's it's making sure that, you know, the people within the organisation can see the end goal continually. And, and that's through, you know, celebrating small successes, you know, along the way, you know, maybe having, a, you know, a different phased go live, you know, over a number mm-hmm. of months rather than a you know if you look at it like a three-year project or something like that you think gosh you know will we ever get there um and you do get that project fatigue so it's you know making sure that you get some you know some really good quick wins along the way yeah i think also it's important you t- talked earlier about the you know the importance of having a communications plan and delivering it making sure that various you know internal external within the project outside the project is aware of what's going on i think it's really important to not let that drift when you know when when things start to get a bit sticky we certainly see clients start to sort of clam up a little bit they're less confident talking about the project yeah when actually i would i would argue they need to go the other way you know the leadership actually really needs to stand up then yeah. and and keep the focus on the event the strategic goals you know and be out there talking about it even even in the face of difficulties within the, yeah. the kind of the delivery of the project do you, do you see that kind of challenge as well when you're running projects I think on the the communication side, I think, you know, I think, well, our sort of philosophy is, you know, to be open and honest, and that's within the project teams in Enhance and, you know, within our customers and throughout the projects. But I think, you know, definitely on the the change management or the communication side of that is to be open and honest, because otherwise, you know, you'll just lose trust and faith in the project altogether if, you know, you've got the everyone's saying yes project's great project's great and underneath you know that's not that's not you know we think so um I think yes you know there has to be that that regular communication and however it is you know people deliver it in a number of ways um is yes absolutely to be honest no but and also gives the option for people to be able to ask questions about the project who aren't necessarily on the project team um so we've got one one client at the moment they've got they've created a really uh, it's, it's a a widespread project global project so there's an intranet that's been created to the project itself and you can have you ask questions and answers and you okay. know they're putting um we're putting screenshots up to where we, we are in the project so people can actually they're not getting their hands on yet but they can see things are are being delivered you know mm. um and i think it, it it was a lot easier pre-lockdown and i said to myself i wasn't even going to mention the pandemic <laughs> or lockdown, but it, you know we had a client that had a volunteer come in and on the, on the wall, massive wall in the office, they basically had a big, you know, um, some cartoons and uh, different pictures of different milestones where they needed to be. Um, okay. they could, and then it was like a road in between and they would colour in the road as to where they are on the journey, you know. Oh, to nice. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's lots of different ways, you know, and I think also we've had uh, – you know, at the end of a particular sprint or build, we've, we've come in with a load of pizzas and, you know, in an open plan office, people have come and just been able to demonstrate where we're at. Um, and people can then just ask questions or raise concerns, really. Um, and it has it is easier, I think, when you have that people are together and they see, you know, our team floating around the office and, uh, you know, in a room, meeting room, doing stuff. Whereas when it's remote, people can't see anything. I think, is anything happening? And yeah, so, yeah definitely important. Um, we've had a some, number of our clients have also had sort of, you know, weekly or bi-weekly sort of an hour session, which is just a and a So anybody in the company or the charity could just go and ask questions and things like that. So lots of different ways, but yeah getting those those people on board will stop that 
project fatigue, be able to them, you know, to ask questions and, you know, with the project teams, be able to answer them honestly. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. That point that the communications has to be two way, doesn't it? It can't just be yeah. broadcast. You can't just be telling people right. what's going on or yeah, what you want to tell them sort of thing. You yeah. have to be open. And whether that's, yeah, whether that's kind of town hall meetings or nowadays, like you say, maybe all staff virtual meetings, one yeah. way or another, you have to find tactics. Actually, that's a point, actually. That's interesting you saying about, so is that a client who has set up an internet specifically to communicate around the project or yeah. an aspect of it? Because we often see, sorry, only because we often see clients who would say, well, they want to communicate, but to keep it within their existing kind of communications methods so it's an, it's an interesting um approach yeah. like say to set something up like that it was an internet site they've set up which is great um they're in different time zones as well okay so the best way oh, global client yeah yeah sorry you said. um but it, it enabled anybody to really i suppose chip in and add value for people that weren't you know they weren't um you know, the, the project team can only be of a certain size. You can't have everybody, but everybody <laughs> wants to have a say. So it was a forum as well to be able to ask certain questions, which yeah. was really, really key. So that's why it was more of an intranet rather than a, I don't think we'd ever have got any, everybody on a call at the same time. And we, <laughs> we couldn't manage that. Um, but it, it's a good way. They, they put, they're pushing communications out that way in terms of where we are with the project, that type of thing. Yeah, that's good because that that is like you said, it's really open as well, isn't it? You know, because it yeah. encourages encourages feedback, and then people see that feedback gets gets respected and addressed and you yeah. know, replied to. Not everything can be adopted, obviously. Yeah, but at least people will will, will give a response of some sort, that's which right. is what a lot of us are after, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. And a project name. You know, we always say the first thing to do is yeah. uh, we've had we've come across some. Some good names in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care to share at all? Or? <laughs> oh, I had the uh, Project Eureka, uh, oh, Project Beehive, Project Spot. Um, <laughs> at the moment, Project Springboard. Okay. So, it's not too bad. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I like Beehive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming together, you see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, and most people have, like, a Greek god or something as well. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, project hero or something i don't know but it's um yeah give it a name so it's, it's actually got so it means something um yeah yeah it's a name it's it, like you say it's an identity isn't it so that people talk yeah. about talk about it by name and it, and it gives it that character that bit of life <laughs> do you think as well that there's something about when you're thinking about the makeup of a project team so talking about the people that are involved yeah. in that do do you do you think clients should kind of actively seek out some natural resistors natural change resistors to bring them in as part of that as part of the kind of the, the closer team if you certainly so you get a balance between enthusiasts and, and naysayers and oh, yes. you know yeah they're, they're always a challenge you see rob i, I think you know when, <laughs> when you're putting people together and um they say oh, we, won't, we won't have bob because you know he's you know really you know loves the system or doesn't want to move or you know resistance yeah. and we're like no actually let's have bob because you know everybody needs a bob and you need to have that balance um and listen to them you know it's uh it, it's a challenge because you you ultimately try you want them to then be the champion you want them in a number of months time to say this system's brilliant you know i <clears throat> this i can do this so much easier i can get to this data etc et so it's actually they're pretty good to have on in terms of to to work with them, to yeah. really work with them, um, and they're probably sometimes yeah. they're really valuable. They've been with the organisation a long time, um, 
and it's, it's about valuing those those individuals that have stuck through you know many years they've been doing something a certain way it's because they've used the system a long time yeah and and like you say they've used the system a long way they know what works in that yeah. context as well and they're absolutely committed to you know to the right you know to the client to the organization they work for to the objectives to the outcomes yeah. so they you know you know that it comes from a good place even if it's not always expressed in that way some you know yeah. up front at least yeah. i think the other thing we find then is that like you say six months down the line because bob is influential right people listen to bob yeah because yeah. he's been here and he knows this stuff if you've turned him round, so he's now your enthusiast yeah then he can bring a hell of a lot of people with him exactly. as well yeah yeah, yeah. more so, so than the kind always, of natural champion sorry yes we would always want to you know a combination um but definitely those that you know combination of those that don't want to change and those that have got so many ideas they want to do absolutely everything and then you're trying to pull them back aren't you a bit and you're trying to <laughs> bring the bobs up a bit so it's um definitely a case of a combination and they can work really well together so um yeah especially throughout the, I suppose the the workshops the the analysis the scoping discovery phase to start with that's when you know you'll get to that's when you first start to work with an organization and the relationships and start to build um and you know throughout those workshops you get to know people and you know their ways of working and and how we can help them so yeah we we need a, a real mixture we want people to be vocal as well you know? um you know we're not just going to sit there and say yes to everything we don't want them to just sit there and say yes it, these what it's got to be interactive yeah. So. yeah i think that's where your experience comes into play as well isn't it because you know you know the value of that so you will in those discovery sessions you'll be encouraging people and then showing them that that, that their opinion matters that's that's yeah. a kind of key thing at early early doors as well listening those workshops it's not us presenting it, it's listening really and i think mm. you know, whilst we know the solution inside out you know they know their charity inside out and you're it's a massive exchange of information they need to know more about the capabilities and limitations of the solution and we need to know more about you know the charity their current ways of working and and use that to you know to then bring in these 2b ways of working so mm. huge exchange of information and you need characters in there of all you know all types really to make it work and make it fun it has to be fun um i think otherwise you know as i said and i'll, I'll always say and be honest you know they're hard work and you know discovery is hard work you, you know ensuring you've got you know attention ensuring that it's interactive it's two ways um you know because we'll have you'd have a couple of people in the room from partner side trying to think of what the solution is going to be so yeah they're hard work but getting making them fun and with if that means bringing donuts so be it but <laughs> about yeah uh getting people to enjoy the project mm. really yeah no I'm, it's really interesting I've just been sitting kind of listening to yourself and Rob uh, discuss all of that you know I find the people side of things really interesting and I, I'm getting the gist from what you're saying it's really important to do the project with people and not at people um, that seems to be quite sort of fundamental in all the communications and everything that you do it's just to bring everybody along with you and just really show them the benefits really um yeah, I was just kind of conscious of time and thinking, you know, in our today's current context, um, you know, and the, you know, the global and even national challenges we face, um, where organisations often seem to be forced to do a lot more with less and pulled in lots of different directions. Just wondered from your perspective and working with your clients, if you've seen this affect their willingness and ability 
to sort of do that change piece or is this just motivating them even more um, potentially on the other side? I think that's where the a digital transformation program is motivating them to to be able to do more with less and adopting the technology side of things and whether that's through automation of integrations mm -hmm. um whether it is you know more down the you know the ai side of things um whether it's more through you know investing a bit more maybe into data warehouses and reporting and analytics you know we do engage with organizations it there's lots of manual work reeking of data spending days putting a, a report together or collecting data so it's it's you know i think people now are actually trying to think of actually yes we're going to try and do more with less but that means we need to embrace more of the technologies that are out there if that makes sense yeah yeah i didn't you know there's no way you're always going to be able to have API seamless integrations to every single system that's there. Um, you know, we know sometimes the the, the quality of data that can come, can come from third party systems. You know, mm. that needs you know um, some time and effort before it can go into a system. So it's a case of yeah, people are trying to do more with with less, um, and to do that, I think people are starting to look at okay let's look at our data it's, it's about data people are, this this year and the end of last year we've seen a lot more focus and our project's been a lot more focused on on leading with data um so i think i think you're fine you know Rob, i think you'll agree we spoke about this is that you know as again you could have the best you know solution configured but if the data is not right you've lost people's trust <laughs> and then people will then go back to spreadsheet or and then you don't have the data to be able to do what you want to do be it impact reporting or customer journeys yeah absolutely yeah. So, a lot of the projects are about making data more available making it more visible so yeah. if it's if it's not of good quality that kind of sets you back rather than taking you forward doesn't it and that's yeah. internally that's with your members supporters external stakeholders whoever it might be you know if your impact reporting is out then you could potentially damage yeah. your fundraising channels you know um so hugely important yeah yeah so i think people are looking our experience then is you know mm. not all data needs to be in your crm system as well because that data costs money in the cloud you know yeah you no know, so that the more you store in there the more even documents you attach or the more things you do it will just increase the price of your storage whichever platform so that's why people i think are also saying well actually where is the most cost effective way where's the best way to put our data where's the best way to get our analytics and real-time reporting data so i think people are looking outside that a bit more yeah and i think with the technology that the kind of technologies that you can help clients to, to onboard it enables them to to process more data to make more you know because one of the other challenges is systems for the last sort of 15 20 years have been all about helping you to collect data collect more and right. more and more and you can hoard it yeah and now you're you know the house is full right and you can't find mm -hmm. your way out to the door anymore yeah. so yeah those new tools coming through like you say and kind of turn that yeah turn that yeah. around and say actually let the kind of let the computer do the work pull out the important stuff you give it some guides and frameworks uh, right. and then it becomes real really valuable uh, for decision support yeah people you know the charity is renowned for having we've got all the data we've got everything mm -hmm. you have all the data probably going back you know a good number of years but it's, it's known what to do with that yeah exactly. so yeah exactly that so oh, great 
Well, thank you um, so much for that. We always find it comes, data comes in part of every conversation we have. <laughs> so it's, it is, we hone into our audience that it is very fundamental. So uh, it's a big key player to projects. So um, yeah, I'm not surprised we've ended on data on this one yeah. as well. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just um, want to thank you so much for uh, joining myself and Rob again today. Um, yeah, it's been really great to get your thoughts and perspectives on this topic so yeah just really grateful for you spending the time you. with us today so thank you okay thank you for inviting i love talking about it so any opportunity <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, so we really hope you enjoyed today's episode with tori um i think what was really interesting from today's episode for me was uh where tori shared the statistic around that successful projects are 80 percent people and 20 percent technology or software i think that really highlights the importance of people throughout these projects and as she mentions people are ultimately what make projects work um was there anything that stood out for you rob uh, I think, yeah, I think the point of the 80-20 that you, you highlighted there is uh, <clears throat> was a good thing to, to pull out. And I think like, uh, supported by the, the comment around, it's then about getting the right balance of people involved, you know, so you want enthusiasts, you want people who are slightly more resistant, you want leaders, you want followers, you want people who are tech smart, tech confident, um, and those who are less so, to get that kind of balance across um, that reflects your organisation actually, yeah, so everybody's yeah. represented. Uh, and then really importantly, getting them involved is one thing, then giving them the time and the capacity to really participate, and really contribute uh, is, is the icing on the cake, but it has to be done. Yeah, it was really great. So um, if you did enjoy this episode as much as we did, um, be sure to leave us a review and better still subscribe so you get later notified of the latest episodes. Don't forget you can follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter by searching HeartSquare where you'll find loads of more content on leadership, digital, culture and capability. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.